Before we jump into This Week in Gaming, we want to give a very special thank you to Razer for supporting today's podcast. Razer is for gamers by gamers, and they have some of the most amazing wireless products out there. Christmas is right around the corner. If you want to be everyone's favorite Santa Claus, go pick up some Razer gear for those that you love. You can pick up, for example, the Black Shark V2 Pro wireless headset. You can pick up the Viper Ultimate Pro Mouse, and you can find these products at MultiplayerPodcast.com slash Razor. Make sure to enter promo code MULTIPLAYER upon checkout, and you will get a free gift along with your item. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. We are the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are so excited to have this episode here for This Week in Gaming as we are celebrating the holidays here. We are two dads who love gaming. We release two episodes every week. If you have not already done so, please rate our podcast five stars and leave a review. Also, head over to MultiplayerSquad.com where you can become a Patreon supporter or you can subscribe in Apple Podcasts and that will help support your favorite podcast along with giving you exclusive access to two extra quick take episodes every week. I am your host, Paul, and if the Game Awards were rolling out right now, he would be my nominee for Best Podcast Host. It's Josh. Uh, And you'd be the runner-up, Paul. (laughs) I mean, somebody's got to win, yeah. right? But I felt yes. like I should return the compliment there. Oh, oh, yeah. We'll we'll definitely give it to you. That's fine. I know that they do not give awards for video gaming podcasts, but maybe they should. Maybe this is what they should look into. I agree. <laughs> Here for This Week in Gaming, we always start out these 30-minute episodes by talking about what games we've been playing in our personal gaming lives, and then also talking about recent gaming news. Josh, I'm not too sure what you've been playing lately outside of what we've been playing together, but what have you been up to here this week? Uh, let me see. First, I played Halo Infinite, and uh-huh. then I played mm-hmm. um, Halo Infinite. Okay. Uh, and then mm. I took a break, and I played Halo Infinite some more. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. And then, uh, oh, oh, that other game that came out. Oh, wait, Halo Infinite. <laughs> oh, Halo Infinite. What? That, that's a great one. Yeah, it's almost like we've been playing a ton of Halo Infinite lately. <laughs> I'm just so thankful to have a game that we were hyped for, that all of our friends can play. Uh, we hopped in the other day with our listeners. We we had a ton of fun there. We were kicking butt, if I do say so myself. Uh, it's just like, this is the game that a few episodes I mentioned, like, I'm kind of starved for a game to get its hooks into me, like, and really suck me into where I just can't wait to get home from work and, like, play that game, you know? Yeah. And Halo Infinite has been it, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it fits the bill exactly for what we've been looking for. Uh, Even to the extent that you and I are part of a movie club, and our good friend James, who was actually the person who started our movie club, said he almost bailed on us the other night because he wanted to stay home and play more Halo. So that kind of tells you what our group's been doing. I understand that thinking, man. I really do. Yeah. It's been that that fun. It really has. We had uh, an ad the other night. One of our listeners mm-hmm. hopped in. He said, I've never played Halo before. And and he plays like a lot of Valorant, you know, so he's good at shooters and stuff. And it was just like, yeah, you're going to have a hard time getting used to like downing the shields first if you're used to like playing Valorant <laughs> yeah. and CSGO and stuff like that. But even then he was like, dude, this game's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We've been playing it so much. 
Have you been getting up to anything else, or has it literally only been Halo? Well, you know, we are professionals, Paul, and we do have a podcast, which does require that we do play a plethora of games. And so, you know, I have been playing some Battlefield 2042, because that's going to be our next deep dive. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I have played a few, I'd say maybe like four. I think I've played four rounds of that so far. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not going to give any impressions on that. But I, I have been playing a little bit of 2042. And then the new season of Rocket League did just come out. So I did hop out into that to finish like my placement matches for Rocket League as well. But that's really it, man. I have not <laughs> had the ADD this last week or two, which is nice. Yeah, when you've got Halo keeping that attention. Yep. Uh, this might be a surprise, but this week I have still been playing GTA 3. Oh, Paul. Even though last... <laughs> I'm enjoying my 0.6 rated uh, GTA Trilogy remastered. Uh, last time on Twig, I talked about requesting a refund on my GTA Trilogy. And then they came back up. And Halo wasn't out quite yet, and I just really wanted to play it. So I went ahead and just updated my ticket and said, all right, never mind. The game's back up and running. You know, I rescind the request. But then I read online that supposedly people were being turned away for refunds anyway. No. Yeah. I guess Rockstar was telling people... Uh, the game is almost going to be back up and running soon, and that's basically all they were telling people. Dude, that's shady. I don't even know if they would have given me a refund anyway, but I have been playing it. I'm almost done with GTA 3, and then I'm going to jump into Vice City. I just can't help myself. I hate remasters, especially when they're not done well, and this one is not done well, as we all know. <laughs> so you hate it but is what you're saying. It's just, I just love GTA so much. <laughs> I just want to play these old missions and have fun doing it. So that's what I've been doing on along with Halo Infinite. Paul, you will never course. get sympathy from me again. <laughs> You've brought this upon yourself. And as your friend, uh-huh. I have to say, you're like, Paul, that's what you get. Yeah, that that's fair. I 100% deserve any and all trolling and ribbing when I spent $60 for arguably the worst remaster of all time. Now, but have you I'm done the bug it? where you drive your car back and forth and it stretches infinitely? No, I saw that video and I did post that video in our Discord, which I thought was hysterical. It does seem like the game is really just riddled with bugs. I don't know if you saw one. Uh, one picture really cracked me up from San Andreas where they said higher polygon count doesn't always make sense. Yes, the donut. And it's, yeah, well, it's like a picture of like a, um, washer of like a, uh, like a bolted, like a nut from a right. bolt and nut set, which of course is supposed to be a hexagon or an octagon. Yeah. Hexagon. Hexagon. Yeah, hexagon. Yeah, hexagon. But then in the remaster, it just turned into like a giant circle. Yeah, and <laughs> so then it's like, and then the donut this isn't supposed to be the a donut circle. looked way too perfectly round yeah, at that yeah, point yeah. too. Like it just was off. I saw that one too. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, the thing with like the thing with the GTA man is there's been so many like threads and stuff about how buggy it is. I saw the one where the car stretches infinitely. I saw another one with the rain filter where, you know, people have been complaining about a rain filter. Now, if you don't know what a rain filter is, basically it's not like it just like it it falls on the front of your screen. So it makes it look like it's raining, but it's not like three dimensional rain to where if you were to go under like a, uh, like a gas station awning, the rain would then stop over your character. It's just, it's just there, right? It like filters everything. 
And I saw one guy posted a video where if he looked one direction, it was raining because it like apparently t- <laughs> like turned the filter off. But then if he turned around, it was raining, even though he's uh-huh. standing in the exact same spot. <laughs> so it was like, you know, and then fans are actually fixing this game, which I think is hilarious and sad at the same time. But then Rockstar was coming out and threatening to sue people for modding their games to fix the like the the dumb issues that they've had on the release on this thing as well, man. The kicker on this for me was that in prelude to this remaster coming out, Rockstar pulled all of these old games off of the store so that you could no longer purchase and play the old versions. So they basically said, hey, if you want to play these, you have to buy the remaster. And then as an apology for the game releasing buggy, they came out and they said, you know, hey, our sincere apologies. Wow. We, you know, miraculously, our game has bugs and we're working very hard to fix those. Rest assured, guys, we will patch it. We will patch this game. Oh, and to make amends, we're going to make the old games available again. Yeah. Like, the, the what kind of apology games. is that? <laughs> like, I, you took I them don't down know. in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is that it really just shows you can't put all of your trust into any developer anymore no. because everyone's fallen lately. Blizzard, my goodness. I know we haven't really talked about uh, them at all. No, on we this stay show. out of that. Blizzard <laughs> has fallen from grace. CD Projekt Red really landed flat on their face after Cyberpunk. And now, you know, even Rockstar having all kinds of issues. Uh, it's kind of sad. I don't know. But in any case, uh, that's what, we, what we've been playing here in our personal time. As far as news stories go, the first thing that I think we need to bring up is that there was an announcement that we have a new brawl type game coming out. We've had Smash Brothers for years. We got Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, which was kind of like a surprise hit earlier in 2021. Next up, we're getting Multiversus, which is a Brawl-style game using characters from Warner Brothers' intellectual property. Uh, this game looks crazy to me. <laughs> uh, you, you get to be Bugs Bunny. You get to be uh-huh, Shaggy. Sure. You get to be Batman. You get to be, uh, oh man, I don't know some of these kids shows anymore because I'm, I'm an old man, but the, oh, uh, did you ever watch Adventure, Adventure Time? Adventure Time. That's it. Yes. That's the one. I was like, Adventure something. I actually liked Adventure Time. My daughter watched it's it when so she good. was younger and I actually it's liked so that show. Um, yeah, yeah, dude. You got Jake the dog and Finn the human yes. from Adventure Time. And yeah. so this is, uh, what, what's the, uh, you have Arya Stark. <laughs> yep, from Game of Thrones. Like, this is just the most bonkers cast of characters I've ever seen in a video game. Now, I did watch some gameplay footage of this. Uh, you know, it, it looks exactly like Smash Brothers to me. And, yeah. and and thus by nature, the Nickelodeon Brawl Stars. What What is that one called? Is that it? Brawl Stars? Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. All-Star Brawl. There you go. See, they're starting <laughs> yeah. to mix together now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guy standing there, he's given this whole, you know, he's talking and he's narrating and they're showing the combat and everything else. And I'm like, this looks like Smash Bros. And he's talking about how they wanted to stay true to the characters. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yep. But then the part that got me was they showed Shaggy from yeah. Scooby-Doo. And sure. Shaggy comes in <laughs> and he like glows like he's going Super Saiyan. Uh-huh, he does some yeah. move and then he chucks a sandwich at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was like, okay, there's some baked in humor here that's like is very cleverly done. 
Yeah, emphasis on the baked. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just, this is a game that I will never play in a million years. Yeah. And, and I get that there's people that are excited about it, but I don't know why you would play this versus just playing like Smash Bros or something like that. Yeah, that's kind of what I don't get either. Now, the Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl makes sense to me because these are all animated figures that are more or less already in the same extended universe. I know that they're all different shows, but if you've got, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick in there fighting against other animated characters, that to me is not weird. This is weird when you have Shaggy fighting Superman. Like, this does not make any real logical sense, and I get that it's not supposed to. It's just supposed to be fun. But even then, I'm kind of surprised because Warner Brothers has so many good film franchises. I thought for sure we'd see Neo from The Matrix or maybe see a Harry Potter character. So the fact that we're getting like Tom and Jerry, I don't know who's going to get excited over like 70-year-old cartoon characters. Uh, But we do know, or at least we think we know, that Gandalf and Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty are probably other characters based on previous leaks that people have posted. So we might still see them announced. But yeah, for all the good properties, I don't know. I thought this was a little underwhelming with the lineup. I have to wonder if certain characters, like you said, Neo and, and, you know... Harry, like, are they just untouchable? Is it like, hey, we can't put, we don't want Bugs Bunny kicking Harry Potter's butt, so you can't use that guy. <laughs> like, sorry, you know, um, it is going to be a free to play game. I, I said maybe I'll never check it out, but if it's free to play, maybe I'll try it. The one thing that I did like, and again, you know, they always tout everything, and so you know, you can say that this is going to be great, and then in practice, it's really not. But they did say that this focuses a hundred percent on teamwork. And they mm. did show a couple examples of like a character getting knocked off the edge and then like Batman using his little like you know grappling hook to to rope your teammate back onto the ledge, which I thought was pretty cool because it's like you can actually save your partner from getting knocked off and stuff like that. So I do really like that teamwork aspect of it because if you've got a friend that you play with and you get good with, that can really enhance the the experience there. But it's like, is it really gonna matter? Like, I, I, you know, they kept touting that, but it's—I don't know how that works in in actual practice. <laughs> yeah, this one just might be a little goofy. I don't know. To me, I, I don't know. Nickelodeon made sense. Smash Brothers, I always felt like made sense because it's already you know Nintendo properties. I remember thinking it was very funny when they added Snake because we've got like you know, Pikachu, Mario, Luigi, Samus, and now all of a sudden we've got like Grizzled the dude soldier who, guy <laughs> who hides under a cardboard box, right? Uh, you know, but but even that I, I was kind of okay with. This one, I just can't really imagine it's going to be all that popular. I, I kind of think everyone's just going to play Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl or Smash Brothers. I don't know that this is really a game that we need, but if it's free, I guess it's not going to offend anyone. Y- you know what would make me want to play? If they added Austin Powers, because that's, oh my that's a Warner Brothers game. If they added Austin Powers, that would actually be pretty funny. Now, they did say that the one thing, too, that they're they're going very, very high-end on all the voice lines. Like, they they listed all the voice actors that they've got for these people. Some of them, I guess, are like the original ones that voiced them in the cartoons mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, I mean, you get Austin Powers in there, and you get... 
you know, Mike Myers in there doing his voice, like to where it's authentic <laughs> and these crazy funny lines like that. That would be funny. That would be pretty cool as well. I just, it's one of these things where it's going to be free to play, but are they going to paywall all of the characters that you really want to be behind, you know, hey, you can pay $5 and now you can be Neo from the Matrix, you know, that kind of thing. I'm sure they will because they're going to monetize the heck out of this thing. I just, it's hard for me to get excited about that. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm in exactly the same boat. All right. Well, Josh, we're at that halfway part here of the episode. You want to tell the people about Razor? I was going to say, you know what I do get excited about, though, Paul? <laughs> and that's really cool gear for my PC and for consoles. And the coolest gear out there, hands down, is Razor gear. Uh, here's a secret since she doesn't listen to the podcast, but I'm getting my daughter the Razor, the pink Razor headset with the little Ooh. bunny ears on top because the bunny she's ears glow. That. She's going to flip, man. Um, so I am picking those up for her because they're amazing. All of their wireless products are incredible. You've got the, the, you know, Razor Black Shark, uh, V2 Pros, the Viper Ultimates, like all of this wireless gear. You can lose all the cables. You can make your battle station and your consoles just cleaner and better. Uh, they're really just the best gear you can get. And Christmas is coming. So if you want to be the coolest parent out there or treat yourself to something, you know, Razor is where it's at. So you can pick yours up over at multiplayerpodcast.com slash Razor. When you get that awesome gift for somebody or yourself, enter code multiplayer at checkout. They're going to send you the best gear you've ever gotten along with a very cool free gift. All right, Josh, continuing in the episode here, we have been able to see the announced nominees for the 2021 Game Awards. And we we started a new tradition starting at the end of 2020, where we wrap up the year in gaming and talking about what games we liked, what games we didn't like, kind of summarizing the year. So we don't want to spend too much time on this. But since the news did come out of the nominees, we thought it would be fun to just talk a little bit about who's been nominated. Now, the actual winners of the Game Awards are determined by a mix of their jury made up of different uh, journalists and people in the industry, but 10% of it is determined by voters. So anyone can go online currently and vote for the winners out of the nominees. I did think it was kind of an odd year, similar to last year, because we've had so many games pushed back because of COVID. But for Game of the Year, the nominees that we did get are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. What do you think about that mix of games for Game of the Year? Uh, when I saw this list, my initial thought was, wow, 2021 sucks for games. <laughs> it's not that great of a list, right? <laughs> like, okay. It's not bad. I, I'm not being grumpy, am I? Because I, like, I no. looked at the list and I just went like, that's it? Like These are the Game of the Year like nominees? And I'm not saying they're not good games, but none of these games blow me away. Well, dude, like, let's compare it to 2018. Okay, here were the nominees: God of War, oh my Red Dead Redemption Two, oh my Celeste, wow. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Monster Hunter World, Marvel's Spider Man. Like, I, I don't know how many of these games would even hang with those five. Like, you might have one or None. two at the most, None. or if, if any. I like, I, you know, it's one of these things where I'm not trying to diminish the quality of the video games themselves. We've actually reviewed uh, a few of those. Now, you know, it, full transparency, I've never played Ratchet and Clank. I don't own a PS5. 
you know, mm-hmm. and then I've not played, uh, what's the cra- Psychonauts? Cra- uh, Psychonauts too. Those games just don't really, that style of game doesn't really interest me a whole lot. I didn't play the first Psychonauts and I, it's just like, I've watched the game reviews and the trailers and stuff like that. It just, that's not something that grabs me, but it was just my initial, like I had to check myself and go like, dude, like, you know, don't be so grouchy about these. And then I went, yeah, but <laughs> like they're not good games, man. I- I'll say this, Paul. Out of that group of games, I have one that I would probably pick for well, oh. two. Two that I would I would consider as like saying this would be my choice. And that's it. Oh yeah. I, I-, I feel like Resident Evil Village. Resident Evil Village is to going me. to be the winner. Like it should be. Like honestly, Deathloop, I get that I feel like Deathloop is going to win. Like if you said, hey, put ten dollars on which game you think is gonna win, I would say I bet you Deathloop is going to actually get the victory. But out of that list, Resident Evil Village is, in my opinion, the best game out there. But yeah. if you ask me the game that I actually had the most fun with, it's probably it takes two. Oh, out of that list? Out of that list. I started thinking about it. And I mean, they're just different games, right? But the one that jumped out to me is like, this is the dark horse. This is the underdog. Like, what's a game that was a lot of fun? You get to play it with somebody. Like, you know, you get to murder elephants. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Plush elephants. Well, yeah, not real elephants. (laughs) Screaming and and, uh, yeah, yeah. Trying to hold themselves on the ground without you dragging them. Yeah, I, I feel like it's definitely a weak bunch. I did not play Metroid Dread or Psychonauts, but we did play Ratchet and Clank here. We got it from Gamefly and gave it a couple weeks. It's fun. It's fine. Uh I, I feel like Deathloop is probably the heavy favorite because when I looked through all the categories, Deathloop is nominated basically under all of them, which tells me most people just penciled it in for everything. Yeah. Uh, which you and I were a little more cool on Deathloop than your average person. But do you feel like there were any snubs in 2021? Are there any games that you felt like should have been nominated for Game of the Year that didn't? I started looking through the list, man, and I'll be honest, like... No, I, I, you know, there are some fun games out there, but uh, it just, it was not a good year for gaming, man. You know, it, it's like, I don't play the Hitman series. Hitman 3 came up with, for a lot of people that said, hey, that probably deserves mention. Mass Effect Legendary Edition, but that's a remake. So it's like, I'm not even going to like throw that into the mix. Um, <laughs> I've heard Guardians of the Galaxy is a lot of fun. I have not played it, but people that, have played it seem to say like kind of like you it's fine but the thing like the thing of it is if you're talking game of the year you're saying this is the best video game that was made or released you know during that entire year and it's just like when you go it's fine that's not a game of the year to me (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like So, no, there's nothing that I can think of. I really do. I have been enjoying Metroid Dread. I have not finished that game, so I can't give like an overall thinking on that one. I will say I think it's great. It's definitely a contender for me. But one complaint there is it's kind of it's safe. You know, they said they really Mm. didn't innovate anything. And so I don't know that Metroid Dread will get the, you know, kudos I think it probably deserves. What about you? Was there anything that's off of there that you thought of? Yeah, there's a couple that I jotted down. So one game that did get two nominations, they got nominated for Best Multiplayer and Best Debut Indie, is Valheim. 
Now is <gasps> Valheim? Wait, too did that small? release in 2021? It released in February of 2021. No, and I was a little surprised. It's, it's, you know why? It's early access because hands down, I would pick Valheim. Yeah, but I don't think they. It's, see, it's still in early access though, so I don't think it's like counts as like a game of the year type thing. But it's nominated for two other categories. Is it really? So yeah, it got nominated for best multiplayer oh. and best debut indie. So I felt like Valheim probably got snubbed. I think that deserves the game of the year nomination, not just best debut indie. And uh, the Forgotten City is nominated for best debut indie as well. I would probably plug in one of those two for sure, if not both, into Game of the Year and maybe yank one or two out of there. But uh, those were the two that I thought probably got snubbed the worst. Maybe even Outriders, but we know how badly Outriders was from a technical perspective, so I get why they wouldn't get nominated. But that was another one that I kind of considered. I just, I'm not super happy with this six, you know, Game of the Year mentions i didn't realize valheim should be in there for sure forgotten city is very very well done i you know that one i don't know that that would be like a game of the year but it should definitely win like a category for like coolest story arc or something like that (laughs) you know what i mean like just like it is very unique and original and so i feel like that definitely deserves something for that it's just weird to me man Deathloop, you and i and honestly a lot of people say it's fine but it's just not it's not that phenomenal game like we thought it would be. I did have a lot of fun playing It Takes Two. Metroid Dread is great. I And then, you know, Resident Evil Village. I think that's the best game of the bunch. I, I think so, too. Now, should they add a best remaster category? Because that is not currently <laughs> an award that they give out. You know, it would be actually pretty funny to start trolling game developers and giving them yeah. a category that says best remaster. And yeah, can yeah. you imagine, like, they're just throwing out these terrible remasters that are out there, <laughs> and then it's just like, shame on you. Well, some of them have been really good. So, like, in years past, the Final Fantasy VII remake was nominated but for see, Game of the Year. that's a remake, though. Resident Evil 2 was also a remake, and that got nominated. But yeah, maybe a best remaster, just to poke fun at some of these games, might might be in order. Best money grab oh, category. <laughs> just, you know... <laughs> yes. Broken, broken, shattered dreams, and just put like Cyberpunk and 2042 and the GTA oh, trilogy remasters up there and stuff. <laughs> to just yeah, say like, here so you go. disappointing. We see you, developers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, and then the last story that we were going to talk about here this week is, uh, I thought this was kind of funny wording because we saw a news story that there were 12 exclusive minutes of gameplay from. an upcoming game called Madison. But the funny thing is that the opening level has been available since 2018. So there are lots of videos from the beginning of this game called Madison, but it's been kind of gaining new steam this week when they said they released some brand new exclusive content. This is a psychological horror game, which are my favorite kind. You and I love that genre. And I thought what was really funny is that this game has extensive use of a Polaroid camera. And so immediately I couldn't help but think Martha is Dead is the same genre. They do seem to be vastly different games. But the idea of having two psychological horror games make extensive use of cameras and development, 
I thought was actually quite funny. I don't know. It's like which one came first, right? The chicken or the egg? I don't know which one started development and and I don't like know announced either. like, hey, we're going to have a camera involved here. And then the other ones went, we need to run with that guy. He's like, put a camera <laughs> in our game now. Uh, oh. th- this game looks, to me, looks very good. I, you know, psychological horror is our favorite genre of horror type games. There were, I mean, what is it? Like you said, like a 12-minute gameplay demo or something to where you mm-hmm. really genuinely get yeah. a pretty good idea of how this game is going to be. And it's creepy, man. I love like all of the stuff that they put in there. It, the atmosphere is really, really good. You're walking through this house. You're trying to get away from something. You do have a Polaroid camera. Now, what I like about that versus the one in uh, Martha is Dead is that it's very easy. You just push the button and it takes a picture. Yeah, and and you use it to almost light up something for a second, and I feel like the game uses that to accentuate the horror element because it's like you're in this dark place, and if I take a picture and something's right in front of me, I'm gonna scream. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Where it's like the the Martha is dead is much more into like the weird photography. Make sure you're setting all of your f stops and your shutter speeds and all that <laughs> stuff. It like kind of strange. And yeah. I do like the fact that it's like when you take this picture with this Polaroid, your character grabs it and kind of, you know, flips it in the air, like shake it like don't, a Polaroid picture. Right? Don't shake the Polaroid. <laughs> We've known this for years. You're not supposed to shake them. And then, uh, and then you kind of see, you know, what's on it. And so I liked that aspect of it as well. There was a part in the, the, this gameplay demo where, you know, your character turns around and this freaky looking ghost lady thing just kind of walks past like down the hallway. I love those little moments. They're not necessarily jump scares where it's like meant to just shock you, but more of that, like, wait, did you see that out of the corner of your eye? Because that can really get in your head after a while too, when you think you're seeing stuff and you're not quite sure and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, for me, this game's not doing it, Josh. I, I am very much looking forward to Martha is Dead. That is much more up my alley than this. This, to me, is definitely kind of taking a page out of Phasmophobia. It's like, let's just make lights flicker, and it's dark, and there's ghosts walking around, and there's, like, doors opening and closing. I, when it comes down to, like, ghosts and supernatural-type stuff... I am just so out on it. Like, I wish I liked it and I wish I could get in the mood. But to me, I am so much more into the idea of a twin sister seeing her sister die and taking over her life and experiencing the horror of finding out like what her parents really thought of her because they think she's now the favorite sister. I find that to be so much more interesting. So if I had to pick one out of the two, it's definitely Martha is dead where I get the sense you are probably more likely to pick Madison. I, I am 100%. It's very funny because I like that supernatural, freaky, like what's going on, what's out there, you know, like let your brain kind of run away with it, which mine does. Whereas yeah. yours just completely shuts it down and just goes, this is stupid. Like, this, yeah, like I, I don't much. buy into any of this. Like me, my brain starts going like, is it a demon? Is it a ghost? Like, is it possessed? Like, what is it, man? And it just starts running with it. So when I see the freaky lady walking down the hallway, like, I get scared. Whereas like with Martha is dead, when you're cutting off your sister's face, I'm just kind of like, okay, like that's gross, but it's not really scary. (laughs) Like that doesn't scare me, you know, but I, I will say this. Martha is dead is going to have a much better storyline and plot for sure than Madison is. But this is, this is like you and I's movie takes, right? Madison will scare me. I'll have fun. I'll scream. I'll get into it. I'll have a good time. 
it's not going to hold a candle to the cinematic experience that is going to be Martha <laughs> is dead, which I know you love and would prefer. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I'll play Madison for sure. Yeah. Ghosts just don't do it for me. That's honestly all it comes down to, you know, like paranormal activity, like those movies. I, I really just could not care less. It, it's just something in how I'm wired. And I've always said I have like an engineer's brain. I just didn't turn out as an engineer. And so I don't know. I just like something that's a little more rooted in reality. Okay. If you, all right, Paul, you're chilling at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's late at night. You're watching a movie. You hear a thump. Yeah. And you're like, what was that? And just floating through your wall, a ghost appears in your living room. <laughs> okay. Is that going to scare you? Or are you just going to be like, oh, geez. <laughs> like if an actual <laughs> like ghost. You're, yes. <laughs> like, like if an I actual saw an actual ghost. ghost. Like, would it freak you out at that point? Or would you still just be like, the, hey, do you, can, you, can you leave? We're trying to watch a movie here. Uh well yes I would be a little freaked out but uh it's not gonna happen so <laughs> I don't really care <laughs> I certainly would not be annoyed I could just but... see Paul being like yeah I don't believe in you so close the door please yeah 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 <laughs> I thought you were gonna say if there's a thump do I go straight to oh there must be a ghost in my house like I assume it's like well, a see, pigeon I wouldn't that flew assume into that the either. wall right that's not my yeah, initial yeah, yeah. like I would have to see one but what's funny is I wouldn't get scared. Like, oddly enough, as much as these games scare me, like, I don't think, like, ghosts, like, you know, real ghosts are scary. So it's yeah. like, that part wouldn't freak me out. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on these. I know you and I love this genre. Like, I'm not opposed to playing Madison. I'm just saying, between the two, Martha's Dead is the one I'm definitely looking forward to. I think that one's going to have a really interesting story. Madison, I think, will probably... I get the sense... It, it's going to be something goofy. It's like, just trying to scare you more. It, it, that's yeah, that's the I, gist I get. Like, Martha yeah. is dead. It's going to have a great story. Like, you're going to be done with that, and you're kind of going to go like, wow, that was that was an intense game. Like, that was really neat. Whereas Madison, I think, is more just the, did I get scared? Yeah. I think Martha is dead will have, like, stronger characters and that's what you're going to remember is like i remember this character and this character and this happened where madison i think you'll just remember the atmosphere and the experience but i think it's gonna be just some kind of like goofy twist with madison i already see people saying oh the madison the i is lowercase so is it supposed to be mad son because the guy you play is a 16 year old boy maybe he's just gone mad i i could kind of see them doing something kind of cheesy oh, like that with madison like a sixth sense twist kind or something of. like that mm -hmm. yeah yeah so we'll we'll just have to wait and see all right well that's all the time that we have here today josh we will be back with a bonus round episode on monday which i think is going to be a draft and tournament at least that is tentatively the schedule but tentatively we'll see. We, it's we're, we're leaving it as a cliffhanger you know you gotta you gotta check back <laughs> next time to see if there might maybe be a third host with us for that episode yep. that's the plan for now we'll see if it if it actually happens but thank you so much to everyone out there for listening thank you for subscribing thank you for those of you who do support us in apple podcasts or on patreon and we'll be back with that full hour episode on monday we'll see you guys then all right see everybody and happy thanksgiving to our u.s listeners happy thanksgiving and merry christmas right around the corner yeah it's coming all right see everybody